0: This is Getting bad Subtitles, I'm Sean Peel.
1: this is DK Lee,
0: and we are bringing you, still Miyazaki, onto the third of the four, we're almost wrapped, we're talking about really his latest 2000s films, um, and this time we are with his best one yet, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ponyo. Ponyo, as they Sean's say. new film favorite. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is that was actually a lot better than... I take back anything prior bad I had said <laughs> before watching this movie. Because it was like a lot better than I remember it being, mm-hmm. for sure. But at the same time, I guess the play devil's bit as I was saying earlier, it's it's not like the best of his filmography, for sure. But it's like on its own and not comparing to his other movies it um it's a good movie it's not it's not yeah, bad it at stand all stand
1: up on its own yeah yeah
0: but it, if we're talking like Miyazaki exclusively he's all his other movies just seem to be a lot better for some reason maybe like like I was saying maybe better than laputa cuz i found laputa to be like slow for me so but yeah it was a lot better than than um than i imagined it This and,
1: one definitely has its charms yeah
0: yeah yeah and it's it's also the most visually stunning i think it's very in your face and very like it really stands out to be like a visual like craziness <laughs> like yeah. even more than
1: especially like the uh typhoon scene right yeah yeah yeah. and the scene with um like when grand, grand mamari mm-hmm. under the boat yeah and, yeah like, and like all, all the ships up, are in and, the like, sea the ships yeah
0: yeah, just like there's so much color and like so mm. much so much pop everywhere. Yeah. Like yeah, especially like that like the, the tsunami scene when uh, Ponyo's basically chasing after uh, Sosuke again. It's yeah. just like the waves and then the waves are shaped as fish and then like there's just so much things to look at. It like racks your brain a bit. (laughs) She's like doing ninja runs, ninja running on the fishes. (laughs) It's like pickle movie. What are we watching here?
1: Naruto, (laughs)
0: Naruto Miyazaki edition.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fish ninja.
0: When do you? uh, Where do you first recall watching this film? Um,
1: I honestly don't don't remember the exact time. Mm -hmm. I just remember like it. Being on somewhere, I think I might have been like a friend's place and my friend was watching it. Gotcha. And I just happened to like stumble in. <laughs> uh, oh, what are you watching there, pal? At that moment in time, I was really not focused on the movie. So yeah. I think that's why. I, Same. Honestly, that might be the case for a lot of people, yeah. I feel like. I was just not like interested in actually watching the movie. Yeah. I was just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, maybe that's why it didn't have as big of an effect because all oh, the yeah. other movies I watched, like to watch it, <laughs> you're like, oh. Right?
0: Yeah. But this one, it just didn't, like, I wasn't sucked in. Yeah. Like, I think as it I was like I my been.
1: friend was like, oh, like, we're watching Ponyo today. Went in and then, Pfft, oh, sure, not? And then I went to the person's <laughs> house and then I wasn't really <laughs> trying to watch the movie.
0: Too busy eating the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give me that, man. Yeah. So, it came out in uh, 2008, and I mean, you're pretty on the older side compared to me in 2008. It's
1: 12, 12 years now, right? Yeah. 2008. So.
0: 2008,
1: I was uh, going into high school.
0: Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's where the six years between me and you were the. Wait, five, are we six years apart? Five or
1: six or something? Five, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm 27 now. So. Okay, yeah. So, 27,
0: 27, so 34, five five, 5. five years. Yeah, yeah. Which is a big difference in like grade yeah, school right. age. Because
1: you have. I was like in like. Younger.
0: Yeah. 2008. Was I even in middle school? You're no. going into middle school. I was going into middle school. Yeah. It's like fourth or fifth, something yeah. in there. Yeah, I well, I I remember a thing. I remember Ponyo, like releasing. Like I remember when it was new and it was like coming out and like it was having its theatrical run and stuff like that. So I, I remember like that part of it when it was coming out brand new and it was like, oh, new Miyazaki film. Um, and then but like watching it because I didn't see it in theaters. I do think I saw it like at a home screen somewhere.
1: Yeah, same. I watched it at a friend's place.
0: Yeah. But I don't know, I just don't really remember, like, my first experience with it. But I think I also wasn't really attentive to it. And that's why I wasn't really into it. Or like, I didn't have a lot of fondness about it either. Whereas, like, all of his other movies, I was, like, really deep (laughs) into the film, you know, and, like, really absorbing it up. But this one never really had that kind of attraction for me. Um, And, like, since then, I haven't seen it either me too <laughs> so this is like my second time watching ponyo um which is weird <laughs> like i don't know it's, it just seems like it's, it's like an odd stigma to have and for me like
1: the general plot and the setting of the film yeah. never was a big interest for me mm. too like wizards and like this like f- <laughs> fantastical world like right. that mm. i like kind of was more into than like you know a little goldfish <laughs> and a little boy it's a little more childish. Very it's, much, it's more, yeah. You know, catered towards children. Mm-hmm. This one
0: a 100%. lot more. And I think that's also why I didn't see it as well because it just had a very childish. Yeah. So by the
1: time it. I was watching this, I was already kind of like
0: exactly. older. So. Yeah, yeah. We're we like kind of out of that the age bracket that it was kind of mm. aiming for, you know. But yeah, you were like just leaving it, just leaving it. Yeah.
1: I'm probably like
0: way far gone a little
1: further back (laughs) yeah.
0: you're waiting for like (laughs) moving castle part two (laughs) give me more more craziness (laughs)
1: princess okay exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) the wind rises (laughs) upon me (laughs) which he goes on to the next um yeah and then like onto that point maybe we can talk about this later as well is like the movie is definitely meant to attract kids for its audience but it doesn't seem totally childlike. Like it, yeah. it doesn't feel like a complete child-esque film.
1: And to be honest, I think that is the hallmark of a good animation. Mm, right. Um, Not even just, you know, Miyazaki's, but like even Disney or Pixar. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like the good ones always resonate with the adults as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing that you mentioned. Because right. I think whatever film that kind of transcends all age groups shows that it is something more than just, you know, all for children. You know? Right. Right.
0: Right. It just transcends like, you know, that sort of like target audience mentality. Right. There's a
1: resonance there that's right, right. you know, bigger than just for children. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, it beats out sort of a movie that's made for maybe like commercial or made for like to be a blockbuster. Yeah. And it's more than, more than that, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so just a little tidbits here. Um, you watch this in Japanese too, right? Yeah. I was, it's the only yeah. right way to watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I was trying hard to find a Japanese version because I couldn't, I couldn't find a Really? English version. Yeah. I, I couldn't find a Japanese sub one oh. for a while. <laughs> and then I was like... HBO <laughs> Max, bro. You gotta get, HBO Max. Um, so, but
0: the, the English class, interesting cast. Matt Damon plays Koichi, who is the dad. Oh, really? Uh, Kate Blanchett plays Grand Mamade. Oh. and Noah Cyrus, which is Miley Cyrus's younger sister, plays Ponyo. Yeah, um, and then Tina Fey plays Lisa.
1: Really interesting names to call. Well, there. I I heard the you know the ending song mm. for Ponyo. I think Noah Cyrus sang it. Yeah, <laughs> it's somebody a, else. it like
0: a giddy childish song.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually very popular. It's a very popular song.
0: R- really, after. Huh. The movie. Totally flew by me then. It hit like,
1: <laughs> like the charts or whatever. Really? Yeah, Japan and stuff.
0: <laughs> it's kind of catchy. I mean, like, like for a kid song, it yeah. would seem catchy, but. Oh. Though, like,
1: talking about music, though, I feel like this, this one, the music wasn't as impactful as the other ones. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, even if you asked me out, I, I couldn't, like, recall. But, like, I, a well, I don't think there's a
1: very strong thematic music in this one right yeah compared yeah, yeah. to i want to say the music is bad right it's right. not bad but, but like, it's not like a focus yeah i don't think he, he focused too much on like creating this thematic music that mm-hmm. goes with the film yeah yeah but it's more mood or, sure yeah or atmospheric
0: yeah i mean it isn't of like if you play me you know um the moving I was moving castles theme. Like I'd be like, oh that's mo- I was moving castle. And maybe I could do that with like Ponyo, but like I couldn't recall it like, you no. know, off the top of my head. There's not like like I said, there's not like a, a signature theme to the song. But
1: right. maybe that really... maybe the ending song, but that's pretty much it. It's, yeah, exactly.
0: But that's different yeah, in a way. That's, that's kind that's of different a different thing. conversation. Yeah, it's
1: not a yeah. Exactly. It's a different kind of music.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the, the soundtrack is good in that it does palette the movie very well yeah. and it does fit, you know the scenes and exactly. scenarios you know
1: <laughs> like the opening song too mm-hmm. opening theme the orchestral theme
0: yeah yeah and like like the first 10 minutes are just silent like it is just like song and, right, right. and it's what no you're dialogue. watching it's exactly just, uh, it's just the music yeah so there is something to be said about it a little mm-hmm. bit but i see what you mean as well
1: yeah
0: um so let's see this was like So, I think it's his first or his other movie to be completely painted on cells since Princess Mononoke. So, like, traditionally. No CG, yeah. Yeah, no CG. Took, like, 170,000 separate images to make the film, which is, like, insane. But you can, like, see it. And I think that's maybe one of the biggest attractions to this movie is how, like, immediately you can tell everything is, like, hand-touched in a way. Unlike the other two movies that we've seen where there is some CGI in the mix but this is like completely like painted and like you can really see and kind of like feel it and it really adds to again sort of like the childlike audience and like that kind of theme that it's really going for because it kind of feels colorish book in a way yeah especially
1: like the opening the house when we first see the house yeah like the grass and the grass yeah and just kind of when when it like pans down the mm-hmm. house and like you see, uh, Sosuke like walk like running down that little hill. Right, right. Something um, like that, yeah.
0: And there's like a lot of I think as well sort of references to traditional art pieces and like other art pieces as well that he gets inspiration while trying to make this movie as well. Yeah. Um, movie is inspired by The Little Mermaid. Of course, well, yeah. seems like it yeah, seems like pretty
1: well, huge, high. huge inspiration. I feel like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like almost like the plot. Yeah, it's like it's one to one almost,
0: <laughs> but just like super Japanese, right? But, but in a way,
1: and just uh, I mean, you know, I guess that really kind of makes me think about like how far can you take influence mm, sure. into your own work and right. kind of, I guess what it means to <laughs> borrow, I guess, or, <laughs> or right. as others would say, you know, pay homage. Homage. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to a, yeah, there was one. a lot of homage <laughs>
0: going on here.
1: Because, you know, like, it's funny because people, you know, if you give it credit, it's homage. If you don't say anything, it's plagiarism. <laughs> it's plagiarism. So,
0: was there any? <laughs> but
1: I think I think I don't think it's a bad thing that people take influence from other things right. because yeah. I think everything goes round and round. Yeah. And yeah. there's no there real is th- true original thing.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mm. Like everything is an inspiration of something else. Right. Like no one can create art without having to be inspired by
1: there are certain, something. There, I mean like even your whole life right like you experience different things and you gain things throughout your life and that those experiences reflect you know, to you. Reflect what you ultimately create as well. Right. So you can't really say that it's completely original. It becomes yeah, yeah. original when it goes through you I, I feel like. Right. That's right. Where, they originally come, where originality comes from yeah, I don't yeah. think it comes from <laughs> like The influence itself. Yeah,
0: it doesn't come from nothing, right? Right. Like, at the end of the day, originality, quote-unquote, doesn't come from a blink. Right, it's not like... It
1: it doesn't just come out of your head.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Something
1: must have kind of missed. You know, (laughs) like, you stir a pot, and then from that, it kind of comes out. Not like, I have this brilliant idea.
0: (laughs) Right, you're just, like, born into the world, and then immediately, like... Like, yeah. No, I see what you're saying as well. Why don't you walk to us what this movie was? How good is oh, your memory? Actually,
1: the premise of this movie is quite simple. It's, it's the little mermaid. Basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's It's a little mermaid, except it's not a mermaid. It's a goldfish. It's, a gold f- gold it's not even a goldfish.
0: Fish. It's like human <laughs> wizard
1: goldfish. <laughs> human <laughs> wizard <witch laughs> goldfish. Human witch fish. Yeah. Witch fish. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> so basically, this little gold... I'll just call it a goldfish for simplicity terms, but uh-huh. it's a goldfish with a human face. And it, and there's this wizard scientist dude mm. who is the father of this goldfish, and he's kind of like the caretaker of kind of the, the underworld.
0: Oh, <laughs> when you say it like that, that's like <laughs> the, the ocean, guys. He's, the he's ocean, the
1: male Ursula of, <laughs> <laughs> of uh.
0: He's the guardian human of, like... He's
1: basically the guardian of the ocean. ocean. life, Yeah. And he's kind of the caretaker, and and he, like, Mm. tries to make the ocean prosper. Prosper. Yeah, and he has this small... Well, he has a group of daughters. He has a lot of daughters. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. But the main daughter... Little guppies. (laughs) Brunhilde, which is also a reference to uh, the Valkyries, um, Mm -hmm. the play. But... Basically this goldfish escapes or like falls pretty much out runs, into, away. You know, yeah, just runs away into yeah into the ocean and and she gets um like stuck in this jar, glass jar mm. while she's kind of like getting like swept by all the pollution and whatever mm. and then she gets um kind of carried away to the shore and there's this little boy named Tsukie who lives by the shore on this house on a cliff and he goes down to play by the shore and he finds a glass jar with this goldfish in it. And he decides to break it with a rock. Very
0: uh, Nemo
1: territory now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. That's Inspiration. I was also thinking. There too. And so uh, so Susuke breaks the glass and the little uh, goldfish comes out. Yeah. But then he kind of hurts his finger in the process. And so he's kind of like, oh, is it dead? The goldfish dead? But it licks the blood on his yeah. finger, and then he's like, yay, it's alive. <laughs> so he takes the goldfish, and he kind of takes it with him. Mm-hmm. And while that's happening, the father is trying to take, a, take a Ponyo back. Yeah. Brunhilde Brun
0: Brun back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he's like... I mean, he doesn't know. He just thinks it's a fish all the time. Right? Like, he thinks little, it's a And he's like,
1: yeah. "I'm gonna name you Ponyo." Yes. And so he yeah, names like, her Ponyo. Yeah. And then you yeah, know, he takes her back home, and then the mom's leaving for work, and so and the uh, AKA
0: Speed Racer. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and the kindergarten or whatever daycare place is right next to uh, where she works, so mm. they go together. And then from there, like Ponyo, kind of I don't know, I how, know how to explain. <laughs> she. Is like Evolved? Kind of <laughs> evolves, yeah. So, like, she regains consciousness and then she starts like hanging out with Sosuke, yeah. And then, as they hang out, like they kind of find this bond. And then, later on, they go kind of back to near the water, mm. and then the father comes, yeah. Or, father sends these blobs again. <laughs> There's blobs again <laughs> in this film, which I feel like is spirit, water the key, wave, you, blob? is the blobs. Thing that always is in Miyazaki's films.
0: I need a blob in this scene. How can I?
1: Yeah, I need some kind of evil force, right. which is the blobs that come. And and basically the blobs come and take away Ponyo. Right. So she gets taken back to the father, and then the and the father and Ponyo they kind of have this like back and forth about like Ponyo's right. like, no, I like, I want to be love human. Sosuke, I I want to be human. Yeah. And then the father's like, no, you're gonna disrupt the balance of the sea, or whatever, because of your magic. Right. And Ponyo basically turns into a human being out of nowhere and do father <laughs> out of nowhere father's like how did you do that yeah and then well like so Ponyo's like "Yeah, I drank the blood yeah 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 and then so Ponyo kind of escapes again and then this time though she going strong <laughs> she going like deep for speed on, on waves and stuff right she like
0: trans she's like a goldfish at first but then her transformation is like a tadpole Right. And then she looks like a tadpole and then grows like legs. Yeah. Like, yeah, like chicken.
1: And, and chicken, chicken feet, legs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: blobs, chicken feet. These are all Miyazaki signatures.
1: So basically, yeah. Yeah, she becomes this human girl and then she kind of rides the waves back mm-hmm. to uh, Suska's house. Right. But in the meantime, like, it's not just waves, it's like a typhoon. Yeah. Basically, like a tsunami is like coming through this little poor town right and so like it's coming and then sosuke and the mom's at the workplace but then like the lights start like going out and the yeah. waves get bigger and then they're like oh no what should we do and then um sosuke and the mom is like no we should go back home right right and so they like going they're going back home but then this big wave is like following them and they realize you know ponio's there and then the mom takes ponio mm-hmm. with sosuke back to the house and they have the little bonding moment there. <laughs> all is good <laughs> right all is good bonding moment happy happy and then there's also <laughs> like the moment where social and, and social kid tries to contact the father yeah through the morse code yeah yeah and stuff like that and all, a lot of like you know the little nuances the and... nuance, <laughs> like, you know happy-go-lucky beats <laughs> happen at that moment right but then the mom Decides to go back to the workplace because, you know, you know, she wants to check up on the yeah people there. The old elderly. And so she goes alone. And then Ponyo and uh, Sousuke kind of fall asleep. And the day after, they wake up. But then pretty much the whole world is, like, covered in water. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, no, what should we do? And they're like, oh, we should go find my mom. Yeah. And so with the power of magic... Of Ponyo's, uh, exactly of magic. <laughs> they they are able to uh, enlarge the toy boat that Sosuke used to play with, mm. and it runs by candle fire. Right. Yeah. And so basically, they use that to kind of go back, go to the uh, the daycare place, mm. the uh, elderly care place. Yeah, like the senior home. Yeah, whatever. The senior home. Yeah, and and there, morning,
0: happy go lucky.
1: More stuff happened, <laughs> which basically. The thing is, though, as Ponya uses more of her power, she kind of becomes she loses her humanity a little bit. Right. In a certain sense, and she kind of starts to weaken and then yeah, become yeah. a tadpole again. So by the time they get to the senior home, she turns back into a goldfish. Yeah. And so is Kei. um He's trying to find the mom. But then the mom is also kind of like kidnapped in a certain sense. By your sure. father. Yeah, yeah, sure. By Ponyo's father. Yeah. Or taken into this, like, weird
0: bubble. Jellyfish home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> where kind of even the senior home people, the elderly people, are able to kind of, like, walk again and stuff. Right. And they're kind of able to find their youth again in a certain sense. But they're, they're met with um, Ponyo's mother and mm. also the father. And Ponyo's mother tells Ponyo, if you want to become a human... You Can become a human, I'll let you do that. But then, if you want to become a human, you can't have your magic powers anymore, right? right. You're messing up everything, <laughs> a huge problem.
0: Give up that magic stuff, you
1: give, up the yeah. <laughs> give up that good stuff.
0: You're, you want, you're missing it, you're missing a big point, though. Okay, what's like it's so like when so she's like losing her powers and then she's becoming like less of a human and then. So Fujimito is the dad.
1: Not the so, love thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love is the answer. We talked about this I yesterday. I was going to get to that. But he I was, was going like, to get to
0: that. But he was like, well, you skipped over it. But he's, no, no,
1: I was going to get to that.
0: But he's like, she has to pass this test or whatever. And it
1: That was dumb. <laughs> it, was like, wasn't even a it wasn't test. even a test. It was just like. She, you, she, he just had to say, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it was like, I don't even know. But he was, <laughs> he was like, she has to pass the test to see if
1: he, he has loved, to pass the test.
0: Yeah. I think it was like both parties. Oh, well, she loves him. And then their test was to see if he loved he him back. Her. He, it
1: was, the test was he has to love her regardless of whether she's a goldfish or a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... How was that, really te- that test was that, that, that was he already loves her even when she was a goldfish.
0: But then it was like, you need to like... So then she fell asleep. And then he was like, she needs to stay asleep. But then that turns out to be like him... Like, a, like it wasn't right. Like, it was supposed to be, like, his... He wanted her to fall asleep because if he, she didn't wake up. If she did wake up, then he would, like, pass the test, quote-unquote. Yeah. But if she didn't wake up. So,
1: basically, yeah. So, if, if he didn't love her, she would go turn back into sea foam. Yeah. That's basically right, the right. threat yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's not really a threat because he already, like, loved her regardless right and mm-hmm. then so basically all he had to do was say yes and then <laughs> so she turns into this bubble goldfish thing and then the mom grandma grandma Mari is like okay so if just kiss-, kiss her <laughs> while she's in bubble form and she turns <laughs> in <using> again <laughs> but then basically she kisses him at the end and that's how yeah dance. she like jumps
0: out yeah. but then she can never turn back into a fish like she's well, yeah forever yeah so
1: well, I think we covered that part
0: oh do we <laughs> Oh my bad, excuse me. <laughs> Whatever. You're <bad>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're joking. Wow, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Do you see the disrespect I gotta go through, you guys.
1: Anyways, that is actually a very long one. Well, day yeah, <laughs> explain and everything it, basically pretty much,
0: but it ends just like that. Like it, it was pretty. It's really abrupt. I mean,
1: I I like the ending though. It's yeah, nice ending. I don't know what you would have done more.
0: We'll talk about Miyazaki's (laughs) endings again.
1: I mean, like it
0: was better than the other. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the best so far.
1: It's the cleanest one. Yeah, (laughs) but it's like well, I think the reason why was. There was not a lot of loose ends you needed to tie up in this film.
0: It's very true. Yeah, it's very straightforward.
1: Whereas, like, like House of the Castle, it was, like, there was like five it, different things you needed to tie like, up. <laughs> there was a war. Up. There was, like, magic stuff the going prince, on. Yeah. Like, from the other <laughs> kingdom and all the magic stuff. Yeah,
0: there was a lot. I mean, like, there was still the classic Miyazaki third act thing of, yeah. like... Okay, now that you had so much fun through this movie, let's like speed it, it up, goes like fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, the let, ending is fast.
0: Let's ramp it up. Last twenty like,
1: minutes is like just what is happening
0: it up. exactly, and then just like throwing random stuff at you, and then like answering yeah. questions that you didn't know questions were there for, <laughs> and then it's like okay, here's the ending. But in this movie, it's a pretty simple plot yeah. in general. So like, it there wasn't a lot to. To like do that, the Miyazaki-ness. <laughs> the was a very at the end.
1: straightforward kind of plot.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh, you love each other. That's cool. Now nah, you need to stay with him forever. We'll do that too. And then that was basically the end of it. Yeah. I mean, maybe the only thing I think of is the whole bit with the dad, with like Koichi and Lisa and things mm-hmm. like that. But I guess it wasn't ever,
1: ever important. Yeah. I mean it, it kind of get, gets resolved cool. right like you know she's kind of in mad the scene at, yeah at him because you know he right you know it's late again or he's not going for dinner again mm-hmm. and then like um, so it's kind of like becomes a mediator for them and then kind of it's like
0: settle down guys mm-hmm. you love each other <laughs> make happy yeah how much so how much of this movie do you think so we kind of like have been talking about as far as like plots go and stuff right so like Him and plots are like yeah, kind of iffy, and this movie seems more reliable, I think, on plot than maybe thematics, Mm -hmm. because again, like going back to like it's very more aimed for children, and so it's very much to be like more streamlined, a little more straightforward, and not, not heavy on like sort of commentary or or thematics. Yeah, and yet in a way, it feels like it is very plot streamlined, but it's still very Miyazaki yeah in a way as well
1: i agree it's it's definitely more streamlined it's definitely not as theme heavy in the sense that like it's not that it's not theme heavy right more like it's focused on the story first i feel like and Mm -hmm. then um a lot of the theme stuff kind of is there to kind of um add support to it yeah yeah um so yeah i think you're correct on that point and i think that uh the themes that are there are not as many as the themes that might be in the other films. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you know, obviously themes of love, right. themes of, like, <laughs> um, youth again comes up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Themes of, like, wanting to escape and become something else. Like, mm-hmm. those stuff. Also, like, the template is already kind of set in that story you know what i mean like the Mer- little mermaid story already has yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. filled with like you know themes and stuff like that already mm. it's kind of like a cheat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, already, yeah, yeah it's already installed in yeah, yeah basic yeah. uh right right basic database of themes that you can yeah. already utilize so in that sense i think it makes it a lot easier for you know mm. whoever is using this kind of story to kind of yeah, you know, portray so, certain things, aspects of, you know, themes or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess like maybe we could see Miyazaki who was going for this movie is, you know, aiming for an audience of children and to be sort of more colorful and light and street in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, like we said, there's a huge direction between this and like Little Mermaid. So it seems like that he kind of took that, like I said, that template and then just kind of filled it in or just decided to when he wanted to make a movie that was more childlike, like that he decided to take something that was already familiar to kids, yeah. perhaps something that was kind of already out there in the world, since it seems like maybe the most simplest, like the most easiest to kind of like, you know, right. go in that direction rather than like going full on whatever he does, you yeah. know? But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And to counter that, as I said before, like the, surprisingly as much at like, you have already talked about and can see that it is very childlike. The movie still feels very not super, like, aimed for children. Like, yeah. like anybody could see this and, like, really love it, you know, and really kind of get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's a testament to, like, Miyazaki himself and what he does with his movies and just mm-hmm. kind of, like, his style and um, just, like, what he brings to the table when he creates animation. But, like, th- I was reading that when he did test screenings for the movie (laughs) he was surprised that amongst children like there were mediocre results Mm -hmm. like they didn't like they weren't like ecstatic about it and it just kind of got like like just mediocre like reactions about the movie when it's like which is an interesting point in that Mm -hmm. i feel like this is as much try hard (laughs) in that sense to reach them because like we kind of talked about with um spirits of the way Really being the most child-oriented before Ponyo, yeah. um, where he kind of gets that inspiration from like one of his coworkers' his daughters, and so it is like really made it to be sort of a youthful coming of age yeah. about like a little girl, and like there's a lot of elements in that movie that really kind of aim towards children, and like I loved it as a kid, and I like a lot of people in our generation and, and younger kind of really see that and are attracted to it, but then I don't think that that same feeling translates to Ponyo in a way, you know. Like
1: I don't know. I I I never watched it when I was a kid, so I can't really mm. come out with my own experience of watching it when I was a kid, right? Right. But um I do think a lot of the tonal kind of mm. things in this film, it feels more like childlike. Right. Right. Like just the colorfulness and like the things that pop and like mm. explosion of like things happening. Whereas in like Spirited Away, it kind of feels a little bit darker in a lot of moments. And maybe as a kid, that might have a greater like impression on you mm. than like something that kind of already feels yeah familiar yeah, yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, it's you, new like as a kind child, of when you watch something scary... You remember it a lot more than like right, right, something yeah. that, you know, is just always kind of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it opens the door to something more scary <laughs> or adult like. Right, right. Which kind of. It's
0: kind of like just traumatizing in a way. It's just like it right. really implants in, yeah, in, you. in your mind. Yeah, in your mind. Maybe that's why. So the answer is traumatize kids. <laughs> that's, that's if you like. wanted to have an
1: impact <laughs> on if them.
0: If you wanted good results, you should have traumatized those kids. Yeah, because I think, like, the biggest difference is between these two movies is the maturity level Mm. of it, where, I mean, Spirited Away is very much more mature than than Ponyo, and Ponyo kind of, like, really rids maturity, mostly, anyway, to most of his films.
1: It's it's kind of interesting, because Spirited Away, I can, it's kind of like a coming-of-age story, right? Yeah. Um, And Ponyo also is kind of like that, in a certain sense, right? yeah. it, maybe not coming of age, but, like, uh, a certain transformation is there, too, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Right? Like, um, like, Ponyo becoming mm. or choosing, deciding, right? Like, yeah, there's yeah. a choice of her wanting to become a human. Right. Whereas, like, she doesn't want to become you just a be goldfish a fish? anymore. <laughs> and so, like, in that sense, like, there is that kind of, like, important decision-making process. Right. And in spirit Away, there's also that, like, coming of age. And there's also decisions that she makes, right? Yeah, yeah. To become something more. Mm-hmm. So there is that two kind of correlating things. But I feel like in Ponyo, it's a lot less be all end all yeah whereas like spirit away feels <laughs> a lot more like be all end all right Lebra, if she like, didn't love him she would have been sea <laughs> foam right but like it never felt like consequential like it never felt like yeah oh, that might actually really happen whereas in spirit away like people die you know like people yeah. kind of like get hurt mm-hmm. like you see blood and like you know things happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think that kind of maybe is something that kind of plays into that right that like consequential feeling because you kind of see the consequence in Spirited Away a lot more than yeah, in Ponyo. Kind of. Where, like in Ponyo, you kind of even like the <clears throat> the typhoon and and all of that kind of feels very fun, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but they, yeah, it's like where in Spirited <laughs> Away, like when things happen, you kind of feel scared for the characters. Yo, Haku's gonna die, bro. Yeah, but like the, the, gonna the parents be. turn into pigs. Like, yeah, you know, they might get eaten. Like, you can kind of see that as a as Possibility. a reality yeah yeah Whereas in Ponyo, you never feel like anyone's gonna die. <laughs> no one really dies from the typhoon, too, right? right. You see the There's villagers like some... <laughs> come come back out like, in boats, and like they're happy. They're like in the There's terrain. like some serious
0: stakes in that movie too. Like, yo, the mom is the biggest liability I have ever seen in a film. Dude. She's like drifting through dude, mountains she so fast <laughs>
1: that like cliff area. Just, like, She's no about to kill like everyone.
0: Exactly, dude. no regard for safety for herself. She like or just her like kid.
1: passes on lanes where like the other cars, I know.
0: <laughs> like Sosuke, like almost flies off the cliff yeah. in that scene, where he just gets blown by the wind. There's like
1: a boat coming, and she just goes through. She's like, Nacho. I'm like, that's not,
0: le- that's not okay." Yeah, but then despite all of that, you're not like
1: you never feel like it's actually gonna happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. You're not like, oh crap,
1: this yeah. is not gonna. Which is end well. very interesting mm-hmm. to think about, right? Yeah, how they play on that, right? Like danger and threat. Mm-hmm. I never feel like that's ever gonna happen I wonder if a, as a child you kind of feel different maybe you it's know like you might actually feel a little scarier mm. but with like but I feel like yeah
0: I, I will w- again like same as you I'm not a child so I couldn't really speak on that experience but I think for Ponyo like I even as a kid I might have not have that feeling of, of a stake just because of the overall tone of the film exactly, it's yeah. so like happy-go-lucky mm. in a way rather than and again like we can talk about again like soundtrack wise even the soundtrack doesn't invoke that feeling right. like it's i was said like very... it's very uplifting and mm. pretty much throughout the entirety of the film yeah. we're like in uh spirit to the way it, it is more solemn and it is more uh threatening there's I, yeah. certain
1: moody sadness there right. tonally.
0: yeah and then it should there's not that tone with Ponyo at all yeah despite even like the
1: ending song too right right, right.
0: yeah yeah so it's you know despite like what you see is like oh my god she's going to run into this huge boat <laughs> even if she did <laughs> run
1: into it i would th- i would feel like it's going to turn into some kind of like what like foam yeah <laughs> foam like thing and then like ponyo somehow like magically you know like it's like so colors crazy. coming everywhere like <laughs> some seawater creatures yeah. fish
0: thing like the
1: blob tries to like take over
0: <laughs> like their sisters get me they're like glowing gold and then they transform into like giant tuna yeah. <laughs> just everything about that movie yeah. but yeah it is just like this all happy go lucky kind of just memorizing feeling that there just is no stake throughout yeah. any of it you know anything like talking about characters going back to kind of it is a coming of age in a certain way like i was kind of saying like sosuke is a very adultish character despite his age for sure yeah like he's very independent of himself
1: he knows how to communicate with people very well yeah yeah even with elderly people
0: and even though he's like he has definitely like childlike qualities and he is young like a lot of things that he does is is more mature than quite smart.
1: He knows Morse yeah, yeah. code. He can communicate <laughs> with his yeah. father, really far away. Yeah, the and- way he talks with his mom is like you know
0: exactly more of like rather than parent. Like I mean, he calls his mom by her first name, Uh Lisa. Lisa, um, and his father as well. So it is just counter, I guess, like counterintuitive to like. There's just these two polarizing characteristics with uh Sosuke. And he's five.
1: Yeah, which is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, in the spirit of way, I feel like she would be maybe like eight, nine, ten.
0: Really? I so thought she was like older. Like really?
1: Like 12? Uh, yeah, maybe 12. Yeah. yeah.
0: Come on. That kind of romance with Haku is not going on with like an eight. I guess, yeah, I guess old.
1: Haku would be older, so yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Under 14. Under 14.
1: There you go. Yeah. Got- it's just... My concept of, like, how old kids are is, like, messed up. Because I'm not a kid anymore. I don't remember when I was when I was back. How much, like, mental capacity I had when I was around that age. No longer I remember. You're not a very smart child, huh? Dude, I was mad smart when I was younger. (laughs) When I was five, I did a lot of shady stuff.
0: Wow. I was kind of, like... (laughs) More of Lee's backstory.
1: I was kind of, like, so scared. no. Tosuke wasn't a bad kid, though. No, but I was, like, a bad Tosuke. <laughs> <laughs> if you were as intellectual as Tosuke, but, like, I would, game, like, but, steal like, my evil. mom's purse, like, money from my mom's purse, <laughs> go out and buy, like, Lego sets and stuff.
0: You know, like, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um...
1: I would, like, free, like, my, like, rodent pets, like,
0: wow. on, like, <laughs>
1: rice and stuff. I'll pour out rice. That is so bad. <laughs> I like hamster I'll tell my mom like I'm going to go to uh, kindergarten by myself walk by myself hit the and corner store would say okay and then and then like the kindergarten would call and they would be like yeah wait a second my parents would freak out and they would like call the police and everything and I'm at my friend's place like playing with him
0: wow you, you belong I like five
1: <laughs> like, oh, sosuke, it works man.
0: <laughs> he's looking at me like he's a g
1: but um sosuke was actually inspired by uh um miyazaki's son son, yeah son, yeah, Onsen. yeah. Well, that's an interesting kind of tidbit mm. i think yeah
0: i don't really know much is his son an animator as well i'm More... not sure I'm not, I'm not sure either but yeah he was a good smart child, I guess, huh? <laughs> but yeah, I mean Miyazaki definitely takes a lot of personal inspiration uh into yeah. these movies.
1: And he like went to a
0: uh a seaside town yeah, too seaside as well. Town, yeah. yeah. Umachi. Um, um, as well. Like, yeah, and that's kinda where he, he got obviously that's where he got the inspiration for the setting as well, and that's kinda where he was first bring about the movie.
1: Yeah. And like he at a certain point like he just didn't know what to do. For a while.
0: Right, yeah, that's right.
1: And like he went to a museum.
0: Yeah, and it was like a painting or something. Yeah, Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. It's funny, I was like thinking of sort of the the scale of the film Mm -hmm. and that it's, I mean, it's a very tight movie in a way of like, there's not a lot of locations in a way. And I think that's why. As well, that it maybe doesn't as... feel
1: like there's a lot of locations. Yeah, but
0: it's pretty like, expansive oce- in another sense. The
1: ocean sense. is like one location, right? Right, but right. like the ocean's huge if you think about <laughs> it. So.
0: Obviously, yeah. But like the seaside town is like it's that just when, the house on the hill, house like and the elder home,
1: and which is combined like...
0: with the kindergarten. Like at yeah. this, you know, they're together, exactly. and then that's kind of like it, <laughs> you know. And then just like craziness throughout, and then and I think that's maybe a. Quality as well, that maybe I wasn't so fond of the movie.
1: You wanted it more expansive,
0: yeah. I mean, when you think about it, all those other movies, it's very expansive yeah. and very large. I mean, I say that, but thinking of um, Spirit to the White just takes place in one bathhouse, but like even feels that big, though, feels big, like, feels huge, right?
1: And technically, they like travel, yeah. So yeah. I think that also adds to that feeling, mm-hmm. of,
0: but I'm always seeing something new. You know, throughout like you, it's one bathhouse, but one bathhouse, but um, like oh, there's the furnace room, and then oh, there's like you know the living and sleeping quarters, and then there's always a new section of the bathhouse that we're seeing, and that that just adds to the level of scale. And, and then, like
1: you know, you see um, Haku like going places, right? You, yeah. You you know they go to Zaniba's Zeniba's yeah. place, and all of that kind of adds to that feeling of like a world, yeah, like yeah, a world. And like while you're on the train, like you see like. The people or mm, the spirits. The ghosts or whatever. Yeah, and, like, you see a different, like, kind of placards and stuff mm. all over the signs and, like, little towns. Roshi's house. Yeah, Roshi's house. <laughs> so, like, you're, like, this is definitely, like, a big, large area, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. But Ponio, it, it feels very, um, just feels very small, like, very kind of homish, countryside-ish right. kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: they never really go anywhere apart from the house to yes. the senior house.
0: Like, there's a lot of different things to see. Like, the the environment itself is constantly changing. Like, the ocean is obviously the ocean, and there's a lot of, like, there's that weird <laughs> castle thing yeah. that he, like, lives in, along with his giant boat or whatever. And then, like, the seaside itself is always changing, and, like, seaside, and then it gets submerged underwater, and then it's, like, seaside underwater. Yeah. And then there's, like, the jellyfish with the, with the, the home and the stuff like that. But I don't know. I just... I Think that it's just a very polarizing uh element of it. Um any favorite scenes? Anything uh, I do, do
1: have a very interesting scene that I kind of remember fondly is like um a scene where um there's like that little room mm-hmm. um with the pot, the cauldron.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: like they like you know, you pour stuff in there.
0: The the little elixir or whatever yeah, it was. Elixir
1: stuff. I I and then, like, he's, like, oh, like, I got to remember not to, like, you know, leave it open. <laughs> open, yeah. Uh, just in case, like, you know, Anybody. bad things happen if you leave it open and, like, it <laughs> overflows or whatever. And then, lo and behold, Ponyo, like.
0: Accidentally, like. Yeah. <laughs> turns the whole wheel.
1: Yeah. I think that was a pretty interesting scene. Just kind of, like, that magical aspect of, of this movie. Right. And Just kind of kind of seeing what that entails like what magic means yeah in relation to the world itself
0: but it also like what exactly was it <laughs> right, the, exactly. like it turned like her sisters into like tuna <laughs> like tuna waves you know <laughs> yeah. and then that was like it and then it caused like a tsunami. kind of like an
1: amplification kind of thing i guess yeah because right? I, I what i kind of thought of, of it as was like you no, know, in the very beginning when um the father's like dropping like little droplets mm. into the water or whatever. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's kind of that, except he kind of makes it or whatever in that culture. Right, you know? right, right. So right. if you like you know, pour it out into the world, into the open, just, just like, magnifies everything. <laughs> right. Which yeah, is why yeah. the tuna happens and like <laughs> and like the waves become bigger and like the yeah, laws and the fish tsunami fishes come out of
0: it. I feel like that's kind of what also gave know her powers as well, because mm. um, uh, yeah, because it seemed like a root of sort of like a magic, you know. Right. And then after she got that, she like went full fledged human, yeah. And then just kind of like chicken feet, chicken feet. <laughs> chicken feet,
1: chicken <laughs> feet.
0: <laughs> but then she like you know had other powers outside of that when she was you know she yeah like she can makes enlarge. everything bigger right exactly
1: exactly like magnify everything.
0: She can communicate with babies. <laughs> i think that's maybe the most mesmerizing scene for me Mm. is that scene with they're like on the boat and then they find the stray couple on this like other paddle boat and it's like a newlywed with the baby and then it's like this silent weird scene between ponyo and this baby yeah (laughs) and she's like the baby's hungry or like the baby's thirsty and she's like trying to force stuff into the baby and the mom's like she can't eat, dude. Like she can only drink stuff. And he's like, "Well, I can. I feed her through my milk." And then she's like, "Well, then you eat." <laughs> and I can remember my milk. <laughs> hey, yeah,
1: you do. Them.
0: You do it. But it's just like such an odd moment. Moment. And Miyazaki has these very like standout scenes that kind of go on a little bit, and it's like, what am I watching? That like, is, or, yeah. You know, that's kind of a staple. I think similarly in Howl's Movie Castle, it's like between sophie and uh, the witch of the waste when they're climbing up the ladders into the castle the stairs the stairs, you know it's just just a
1: why is it there kind of thing yeah exactly like it's it's... not really related to the (laughs) plot
0: exactly but it's kind of interesting (laughs) and it's always like they're like all, all the characters like on a journey and we're like following them with like oh we're gonna go to go to this place and then like, what we're watching is, like, mid-journey stuff, yeah. <laughs> for, like, no reason, you know? Yeah,
1: just very, like, little tidbit stuff. Right? Exactly, like, yeah. It's like day in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, slice of life kind of moments.
0: <laughs> but it's, like, I don't know, it, it is just a hallmark of Miyazaki though, yeah. in, in another way. But you find, I find that, like, comparing the two, they both lean on, kind of, compassion in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, the, her and the witch, like, witch of the ways is, like, evil and such and such, and, like, you know, Sophie's not is like, ah, screw you. And then she goes up the stairs. And then by the time she gets to the top, she's like, it feels bad. She's, yeah, it feels Mine's bad. Oh, no, <laughs>
1: helping. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then she's like trying to, you know, help her out and like give her courage to. F- yeah. So it's like this interesting thing. And then her, with, too, with like Ponyo and the baby, it's, I don't know, like outside of her character in a way. But it's like, so what I read was that scene actually came really late in the production. And it was. Miyazaki wanted to show that Ponyo can um, be selfless into the world, that she can live as a human rather than just a fish and kind of, like, you know, be into society and, you know, share that. <laughs>
1: he he
0: Stop <laughs> it! There will be tomorrow. no starving babies in my watch that <laughs> won't allow it. And so, like, that that was kind of his idea mm. with that. But, yeah, even to, like, when I watch it now, it's like alright <laughs> you're gonna go along with that Yeah, but yeah I mean that and just the visual elements of the movie are, are definitely one of my favorites
1: yeah I do feel like it they you know we talked about love mm-hmm. and I do feel like Miyazaki's um, kind of definition of love it's is the answer <laughs> very different from kind of like the traditional kind of ways that we think about love in the sense that, like, you know, when you watch a lot of Disney movies, mm. a lot of the love that happens there is more like erotic love, right? In the sense that, like, it's love between, you know, a, um, a guy and a girl and kind of like the love that you have between two partners. Yes. Whereas yeah. in, in Miyazaki's films, love is more like this kind of platonic platonic kind of love where it's you in know, a very way. much... Com- like a compassionate kind of love yeah yeah a love kind of that arises from the care that you have for one another mm. and i feel like that is more strongly adjusted where like obviously there's a certain like hint at maybe love <laughs> in more of the erotic sense yeah the eros love sense but, but like it's not the root it's of... not the root of what he's trying to really get at when he's talking about love mm. i think that's a very interesting kind of um kind of a comparison yeah, yeah. with like a lot of Disney films where it's more about like, Oh, like, you know, i yeah, falling yeah, in yeah. love with the prince and like, you know, or like falling in love with the princess and like mm. getting that love from a person, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. having that love from or receiving or accepting that love. Whereas in, in Miyazaki's film, it's not really about like accepting love, like getting mm. love from somebody. It's more like pouring out love to somebody and like right. bringing about a world of, you know, existing <laughs> coexisting, right, right, and having this kind of compassionate love that kind of, you know, permeates yeah, yeah. through all life forces. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was an interesting kind of, uh, you know, thing to think about and yeah, a no. kind of comparison to so see.
0: That is a hundred percent true, and I think. I mean, going to like some place like, like that's also a big thing of with most of Miyazaki films. You're you're never like 100 sure, like if they're romantically like engaged yeah, exactly. as well between them.
1: It never really feels like a complete romance.
0: Yeah, but it but is there still is there. there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's still like a connection. Like there's yeah. still like a love that is there, but it, it is a just a different. Like I said, there's like a different definition of it. Like it mm-hmm. is a different take of love. A but a
1: it's subtler in a sense.
0: For sure, yeah. Not conventional, I guess, in a way. Like you know, with Disney, like I said, it's more Euro in a way.
1: Yeah,
0: but but not to like you know, it's not it's not physical.
1: And, and, yet,
0: yeah, not like chivalry or like appearance and attraction. Yeah. It is more through like compassion and sort right. of like the action and and it, it it is built on like the relationship that these right. characters have. Right,
1: and, like in Disney films, you know, like they're attracted to that person yeah yeah through looks or whatever like they'll yeah. start those kind of you know um, traits are there mm. but but in like you know Miyazaki's films you never really get the sense that like they're attracted completely just by looks or like just yeah, by yeah.
0: No. you know it is just like I love this person for like you know for yeah. for taking care of them and or it's for very whatever it is interesting
1: how he's able to kind of portray that yeah through yeah. his films and consistent. I feel like, like it's harder to
0: do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As in, and it's consistent and it, it right, seems very
1: consistent are, in, in, I don't know, all these movies.
0: It feels pure in a way mm. for me too. But you're right. But it, it feels more it feels more pure, but as a viewer and like watching it, it it does make it more engaging as well. Yeah. And it and it's more I don't know, like more attracting in the sense like I, like I would it, rather see this than like it's you more know?
1: interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. And right. I feel like um the other types of you know, um, the other love it's kind of more easier to spot. Because mm-hmm. once you see it, it's just like, oh, it's there. Right. And this right. one is like, is it there? Is it not <laughs> yeah. there? Is the romance there? Is the romance not there? Like, it's like because you can. Do they really yeah. love each other, or like, is there really some kind of thing going on?
0: Like, I like I never doubt that they don't love each other, yeah. or that they don't like they don't dislike each other. But it's it's the question of like defining it, or like figuring yeah. out what it is that is keeping them together like what it is that is attracting them together it's like uh for like between like you know haku and and um chihiro it's like they're obviously like each other but it's like why you know
1: even in house of the castle yeah so few like is there something there there right right right, right
0: and i think maybe between house of the castle is the most i guess one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> no I wouldn't say that I mean it, nah, it's not even the not most excited. conventional in Just a way <laughs> <laughs> sure no nah. but yeah no that's actually a really good point that you make um yeah I'm interested to see how that is for the wind Rises as well mm. to kind of see it through that it like I keep thinking about like Princess Mononoke and like it's definitely like that <laughs> Princess mm. Mononoke as well yeah so yeah um Anything else? Any things that you hated about (laughs) this
1: movie? No, not really. Um,
0: Uh, The plot.
1: The ending for me was very quick too. Like we kind of touched on it before, but it was really abrupt. Like hits me as a bubble moment, like when they go into the bubble, like kind of like like, takes them all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. In that moment, kind of, it just never feels like it flows as smoothly (laughs) at the end,
0: right? right? Exactly. This is like taking us on this ride and it's like this grandiose kind of story and characters and such and then it's like when you have to conclude the movie is when you realize oh I have to finish the plot somehow Mm -hmm. and then like everything comes like reality. Crashing down real fast. (laughs) Then you realize how fragile like the movie is.
1: Yeah like you know like the moment was like grandma mari and like yeah little predicament where she's like choose between humanity or like need mm-hmm. the magic and just living as a goldfish like yeah it goes by real quick it's like okay let's yeah do it. it's like, and he's like no of i, love, I her. love her <laughs> like that's it we love he's her he's like yeah straight to the point yeah because a lot of times during the climax they like to like stretch it right
0: sure yeah like in really tra- give that traditional,
1: like traditional you know <laughs> films you Stress the climax, you know, squeeze as much juice <laughs> from it as possible. As much of that emotional, you know, like right. you know impact as much as possible. I feel like Miyazaki's kind of like, no, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah,
0: I've done <laughs> this everything.
1: Is
0: it, man. <laughs> this is a dry bubble now, you gonna,
1: And then the ending is like <laughs> eh. pop. <laughs> Here
0: You go, you're done. Yeah, like
1: it's kind of, it feels like I mean maybe that's why like a lot of Miyazaki's f- films kind of feel like a dream, where like yeah, yeah, you know the beginning part, middle part feels very long, but like when you're coming out of that dream, it's like what the hell? It's like yeah. man, like I wish I was yeah, that dream a little bit longer, yeah, kind of yeah, feeling, yeah, right? yeah. Like it, it kind of feels like that from Miyazaki's films too, where like mm. you wish you can kind of go back into that dream a little bit longer, but it's just done. It's, it's just, just like, like yeah, <laughs> you're like, there's, there's no like, way to go damn, back to this. Man, you're like, <laughs> No, that happens with me when I'm sleeping, too. and like When I'm, like, half awake, half asleep. I'm Turn over and try to go back to sleep. Right? Think about what I was thinking about.
0: You can't go back, bro. You
1: never get back into that same, like,
0: yeah. feeling. You had a different dream.
1: You're yeah. <laughs> like, no, bring me back. And, like, it starts fading away, kind of like in spirit weird away. My memories. You look back and then you're like, where was it? Well, really at the bathhouse? What's going on?
0: The parents are like, yo, you coming here? Like, yeah. What's going on? Like, wait, well, you didn't see what just happened? Like, I fell in love with a dragon and then exactly. and then this stuff happens. Yeah, no, they're very... So I was going to also say, like, this movie wasn't as... like I don't think Ponyo is, isn't as, like, absorbent in the same way that I feel like the other movies. Like, I think I made this...
1: What do you mean, absorbent?
0: Like... Like, they feel like they say you kind of get lost in the world of Miyazaki, mm-hmm. you know? Kind of, like, similar to, like, we you said, it feels like a dream. But like, you, you feel like the movie kind of overtakes you in that yeah, way, yeah. as I was saying. And I don't think... I think I don't really get that feeling with Ponyo mm. as much as I did the other ones. Yeah. Um, and I think, as well, like, going to my other point, that it kind of has to do with maybe just, like, the expanse... Like, it's not set huge. The like, expansiveness? Yeah, the expansiveness. Also, kind
1: of, like, the world is kind of, like just the world, right? Right, yeah. It's not like some fantastical world or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel yeah, fantastic or like
0: mystical in a sense.
1: It's funny because the ocean though is very, yeah. is already a mystery. Maybe that's why. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like the ocean as a human being is kind of like you don't really know much about it anyway. Right, it is kind
0: of mystical in a right. sense. In a, yeah, in
1: its own sense. So already is kind of like part reality in that sense, yeah. right?
0: And I don't think it's weirdly to say i don't think it's like as overwhelming as like as the other ones like it, like that the magical and mystical elements isn't abundant as H- house moving castle or
1: it's not in the like, forefront right
0: right like it's definitely there and it's a, definitely a colorful movie and it definitely has its scenes where it's like oh my god like and like ponyo running on the freaking fishes and like the tsunami yeah. and stuff but it, it it's it's still not like grounded yeah yeah like because i think it's like everybody like even through the typhoon like everybody that reacts to it is like oh it's just a typhoon yeah. like the mom is like yo we got to get home exactly. there's a typhoon you know meanwhile sasuke is like do you not see this little girl <laughs> yeah, running on running the fishes
1: on the- So maybe it's just his imagination <laughs> right
0: like it's all in his head yeah. you know and then he's like there's a fish with a freaking face and like she can talk yeah. and then like everybody sees the fish and they don't question that You're it's like, a oh, goldfish. It's a cute goldfish. <laughs> right. right? You just know? Like... So it's like, maybe in the fact that it's like, the grounded part of the film is still trying to keep the fantastical parts grounded, you yeah. know? Whereas like, his other movies, the fantastical parts is part of the world. Like, yeah. no one is like, no one is like turning a blind eye to it or saying it's fake, but right. it is part of the world. They're like, oh
1: yeah, that is the normal exactly in that
0: world. Like, how was how you know how is a as a wizard within yeah. us, you know, and like people, you know, in a Spirited Away, the spirits are a thing. Like yeah. everybody knows that the spirits kind of is, but in this movie, it's just, like, oh, it's, it's a goldfish, dude. I don't yeah, see anything wrong with <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know, and then like going to. Grandma Mare Grandma appears, and then there's like the um, after the tsunami, and like all the ships are like brought onto that giant wave. Yeah. And then like she passes by uh, Koichi's ship, and they like see her, but they don't really acknowledge her in a way. But then they're like, oh, it must be like a spirit. And then they pray to her. Yeah. But. They do it in like a subjective way that isn't, you know what I mean? Right.
1: It's not like it's not like directly just addressing her right, as right. a being. Yeah. But yeah. it's more like the gods. Exactly. Like, like oh, a miracle just happened. Let's like it's the think. goddess of mercy, right? It's the right, goddess right. of the sea, kind of thing, mm-hmm. rather than like. Well, it, it's kind of like, it, like you can see that happening in the real world. Right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. A, yeah. A, a fish, like a fisherman or like a, a ship person like going out and see a sailor going out on sea and like right, right. they have certain superstitions about the sea kind of like 100%. and they just you know apply that mm. but yeah. yeah
0: I agree so I think yeah just that is pretty much probably just what is lacking that I'm like I don't get the feeling that I would have wanted from Miyazaki when mm-hmm. I watch his movies you know with Ponyo yeah but yeah all in all I think We've had some polarizing <laughs> views on the movie, but like to conclude it's it's not a bad movie on its own like, it is a good it is it. a good movie and I think that like I said as much as it is very oriented for children, like I guess it didn't go great with children but and then even being younger, I didn't enjoy it as much
1: but, but I then, do feel like it did well probably as a as a film as like, a film, I think it, yeah grossed. I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was like fourth all time.
0: I think this movie had like the most amount of theaters running at the time for a Miyazaki film. Yeah. Because usually he has like a limited amount of theaters running. And I think this was like...
1: This was like fourth all time grossing then. Did pretty well. <laughs> fourth all time! But yeah. I think
0: I I, I just appreciate it more like now as, a, as older, mm. you know. And I think that it probably just caters to us better mm-hmm. in a way
1: as we're watching these films like i'm getting a greater greater sense of what it mm. means to be a miyazaki film i feel like he right. definitely has a very strong um like uh, you would call it a tour right that For, he yeah, has yeah, yeah. his own style mm-hmm. he has a very strong repetitive schematic <laughs> elements in his films and like, yes, he likes to go back to these things and kind of explore it in different ways mm-hmm. although it's similar mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's cool to see that
0: yeah yeah there's definitely like a lot of more Miyazaki elements in his movie outside of his art you and know so
1: like yeah the thing is like and it's cool because like the more you watch, the more you realize next time you watch a Miyazaki film you can probably pick it out apart from Yeah. yeah. I mean you be like different. oh this is a Miyazaki film because of this. Yep, yep. You know? Yeah. And I think that is a hallmark of a good um. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely stands out from from the rest.
1: Which is cool because, you know, like I never actually like sat down and thought about Mm -hmm. what makes Miyazaki's films Miyazaki's films. Right. And as we break down these films like this, it kind of becomes clear, like themes of love, themes of youth, themes of, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these and like the way that he animates and, and the music and all that, how it incorporates really come together to create his collection. Right. (laughs) That's cool. I think it's cool to be able to pinpoint that and be like, this is what makes his films, his films.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and they're always, like... I mean, Miyazaki's films are Miyazaki's films, and they're... Although the stories are very different, in a way, like, between each of these even movies. Quick Yeah, quick even, this. like... That's all the part sh- of his... The structure <laughs> is, yeah. The structure is the same, but, yeah. like, what we're watching is is different each time, yeah. but there is a lot of consistencies throughout. Yeah, And what I was trying to say is, like, he doesn't diverge from himself, like, ever. Like, yeah, he doesn't really explore something new. And it would be cool
1: if we, you know, as we watch his films, like, if there ever is one that kind of deviates from yeah. this formula, you know? Right,
0: right, right. He, I think, like, Miyazaki is just, like, if it works, it works kind of thing. You know, like, he just does himself because right, right. it is him and it, and, it, and it works. And it's just, like, even me just imagining him doing something different is, like, how... Or, why right. would he do it? We wouldn't
1: know, but it would be cool yeah. to see. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this was a music And I will yeah, yeah. go into it and be like, I want to see what makes it different, you know? Yeah. Because you already see these templates of like, or formulas where it's very similar in, in its style to right, right. all of his other films.
0: Mm-hmm. Challenge. So it would be you cool music. to see, like,
1: what makes this one different or yeah. something like that? If there ever if there ever is one that's like really different.
0: Watch them try and be like, ah, it's the same thing. Oops. It becomes like a need
1: for speed all of a sudden. <laughs> Fast that was the inspiration for Lisa's. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Anyways, uh We got one more. Right.
0: And uh yeah, so the next one will be
1: The, the Wind Rises.
0: Rises. Yeah. And this one was twenty thirteen. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, five years after this movie. Wow. Which is kind of funny because, like, between this and House Moving Castle, that was a pretty fast turnaround. Um, House
1: Moving was what?
0: 2004. Four. Which is four years. Four years. Oh, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Man, that movie still doesn't feel that old. Every
1: time I think about it,
0: like, it really, 2004, no way. Yeah,
1: Even Spirited Away doesn't feel that old. Right, hard, yeah.
0: So. That's a testament to HD. <laughs> also a they testament keep, like, to his
1: kind of style.
0: Yeah. His, his timelessness. His
1: animation, his drawing style.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah, so originally I think Miyazaki actually wanted to do a Ponyo sequel. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then it's, his producer is like, his producer was like, yo, nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the wind rises, bro.
1: Has he ever done a sequel?
0: No. Exactly. I know.
1: Yeah, I keep two M.O. That's, that's what he said. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, no, <laughs> no, don't do that.
0: <laughs> that is not Miyazaki. He will not do a sequel. Yeah. I think even this next one is going to be something new. But yeah, so The One Rises 2013. This is his latest film before he does another. My last movie. <laughs> He's going to be drawing to his deathbed. All right, man. Yeah. It sounds good Jesus. You can see it on HBO Max. If you don't have HBO Max, like we over here, we'll bet the one. <laughs> the next one.